Rob Bro. He's your sports bro at KKAM.com and the Talk 1340 You can text in 806-855-3712. Lots of stuff to talk about. Did you watch the entire game last night? Did you stick it out to the bitter end? I did. I don't know why I did. Uh, It was just on, I guess. I didn't really watch much of the second half. I was scrolling social media mostly, but... What uh, what a game. And again, as I said during the Raiderland, what a shame, you know, that TCU goes through that season and has their best season of all time, and uh, all they have is a Fiesta Bowl to show for it, and no Big 12 championship, and no national championship. Uh, it's just a shame. It really is. You hate to see it. Though I would be very envious to uh, know if uh, Texas Tech could do that. I would love to have a 12-0 regular season and a, a national championship appearance in my arsenal. I would. I would love to see it. Uh, I'm going to respond to some Twitter comments. It's going to be non-traditional here, but uh, it's important. And I get blamed for sipping Kool-Aid Quite a bit. Because I'm a big picture guy. And if that's the case, so be it. Call me a Kool-Aid sipper. Uh, If you listen to me long enough, you know I'm not a sunshine pumper. But I guess I can be accused of that if somebody reads one tweet of mine. And I'm going to open the show with it. I will read my tweet and I will read the response. The tweet, great hire by Brent Venables. Maybe his best hire yet. Make Emmett Jones the co-OC, passing game coordinator, or some kind of associate head coach. Then I finish the tweet. It's also great to be in a position at Texas Tech where the mighty Oklahoma is coming to you for better players and coaches. The response on Twitter Great position to be in when coaches are poached with no heads up or notice and recruits commit showing displeasure as if Emmett Jones can just be pulled out of a hat. What Kool-Aid are some of y'all sipping? 
Here's the deal. I saw Emmett Jones stuff the last two weeks. It wasn't out of nowhere. They didn't just pluck him up this morning with one phone call. There was an opportunity for Texas Tech to give him a raise or give him a a new position or give him more control of something or make him a title, and he's going to Oklahoma. So I would assume that Joey McGuire did his due diligence, and now Emmett Jones is moving on because he's getting, I don't know, more pay, more say, more opportunity. Or maybe Emmett Jones just thinks Oklahoma is a better program than Texas Tech. I don't know. But he's gone. But it is in a great position for Texas Tech, who we jokingly call little old Texas Tech sometimes because of how brain-virused people are, locally and otherwise, that we're some kind of stepchild. That the Texas Tech community is some second-rate brand, and, and we get pushed around by the bigger schools. That's one way to look at it. That's not how I look at it. How I look at it is that the once-mighty, six-time-in-a-row Big 12 champs went 6-6, six and six, and when they needed a wide receivers coach, to quote the great Kent Hance, they didn't go to the SEC. They didn't go to the NFL. They didn't go to the Pac-12. They didn't go to TCU, who just played a national championship. They came to Texas Tech. From here, it's possible. If you have players getting benched here and are transferring to Oklahoma for playing time, that's good. And if a recruit is going to transfer out after signing a letter of intent or transfer away from Texas Tech because a coach leaves. He didn't commit to Texas Tech. He committed to a coach. And in the world of transfer portal, that's not a good precedent. You want players who want to be at Texas Tech? Has anyone left? Has anyone decommitted? And no, you're not going to get another Emmett Jones. But you have Zarnell Fitch. You have Dave Martin. You have Kenny Perry. You have Joey McGuire. You have six or seven guys, nine guys on the staff who have Texas high school football coaching ties. Oklahoma needed Emmett Jones. Emma Jones was a luxury at Texas Tech in the recruiting aspect. I have high, high respect for Emmett Jones. I think Emmett Jones should have been in consideration for the North Texas head coaching job. I think if Emmett Jones wants to grow and move up in his career, he didn't have much say in the offense, right? Zach Kitley has the say in the offense. If he shows up as the co-offensive coordinator at Oklahoma and gets a say in the passing game, that is a move up for his career. And they came to Texas Tech for it. 
So yes, when I live in my big picture world and I don't get tied down by a moment, I can say that this is good for Texas Tech. Call it, uh, what do they call it on Twitter nowadays? Cope? Ah, cope more. L plus ratio plus loser, whatever it is they do. I don't know what the kids say. Call it that. Be sad. But I'm going to live in a world where if the biggest programs in the conference that are moving to the the awesome, all-end-all, be-all, kings of the college football world, SEC, Oklahoma, are having to poach Texas Tech for talent and coaching, you're doing something right. It's the same thing I said about Kansas. If Kansas has coaches that are getting poached by Texas Tech, Kansas is in a good spot. It just so happens that it's Emmett Jones back-to-back. I was very happy when Emmett Jones was rehired. I was hacked in 2018 when Matt Wells brought his entire coaching staff and didn't retain Emmett Jones of anyone. Emmett Jones. He brought a guy named Bonite who immediately went to Oregon. And then he hired Joel Filani, and I love Joel Filani. But it's not like Emmett Jones is the only guy on this staff with Texas high school recruiting ties. And if you think a staff, like the staff has at Texas Tech, is going to implode with Emmett Jones leaving, then you don't have a good staff. It is a good thing that big programs want your coaches. And you're going to have to work really hard to retain. It's a good thing that big programs want your players. And you're going to have to work really hard to retain. Welcome to big-time college football. You've not been here before. Now you are. You've been a group of five school here at Texas Tech in the football world for the last six years. You ballooned the staff budget. Emmett Jones was making more money than David Yost when he was at Texas Tech as a wide receivers coach. Yost was the offensive coordinator. You've ballooned the recruiting budget. You've ballooned the recruiting staff. You've ballooned the social media staff. You are finally acting like a big-time college football program And having good staff members poached is part of it. And if you want to look at it as a negative, you have all the right to do so. But as I say over and over and over here on this radio program, the Rob Bro Show on Talk 103.9 News Money Sports, if you want to live in the negative world, you can be miserable. Feel free. Feel free to whine and cry that... Oklahoma plucked him at Jones with no warning. That's not what happened. There were discussions. 
There was back and forth. He went to Oklahoma. It was Emmett Jones's choice to go to Oklahoma. Well, we can't compete with their salary, okay? It's Oklahoma. You were paying him $150,000 more than you paid your highest paid assistant like three years ago. It takes time to build, and you're building. Your trajectory is straight up. The rest of that tweet, like you can't just go pluck another Emmett Jones out of the sky. You can. I have immense respect for Emmett Jones. I think Emmett Jones is a very good recruiter. I think Emmett Jones is a very good coach. There are a thousand Emmett Joneses on the phone right now dying to coach with Joey McGuire. Emmett Jones is incredible. Do not mistake what I'm saying, but he's not one of one. Emmett Jones has incredible culture. Emmett Jones is a a very strong, absolute man. Big fan. I hope he does great things at Oklahoma. It's not going to tank the program that Oklahoma, who recently won five or six Big 12 titles in a row, is coming to Texas Tech to get better. And quite frankly, I can't understand why you don't see it that way. And if you call it Kool-Aid sipping, fine. My lips are red. I call it big picture program building instead of team building. Same thing with Duran Bradley or any other recruit. Do I want them to leave? No. If they leave, it's next man up. You're building a program. Get used to it. You want to be good in three years. You want to be good in two years. It's not just this one by one by one thing that we've been doing here. Did that work? No. All right, we'll take a break. We got a bunch of text messages to read as well. 806-855-3712. It's the Rob Bro Show. Talk 103.9. We'll be back after this. Welcome back. It's the Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9, News Money Sports, where we care more about a big picture than a sliver of time. And I promise you, your sports world will get better if you adopt that line of thinking. I'm not good at a lot of things, but big picture is where I thrive. And I, I rarely freak out. I, I rarely try not to freak out. Now, I get triggered by some of these texters or tweeters, but it's generally because they're not focusing on the big picture. 
This texter, though, I think has a solid frame of reference here and a perspective that I want to read. Uh, the season is over, and the last two teams standing belong to the SEC and the Big 12. The SEC won, but my point is I did not see a Big 10, Pac-12, or ACC team in the final. ESPN wants everyone to believe the SEC is the only conference that matters. I wonder if they're trying to make sure their investment pays off. This is a little bit of a discrepancy here I have with the thought process. Uh, ESPN certainly wants the SEC to be a great product. That's that's the uh, the stallion, the horse, whatever it is. The stud horse, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but the ESPN family is also in the business of making the ACC and the Big 12 look great. In fact, in a long-term perspective, the ESPN market wants to have the ACC look the best because they're with them until 2036. 36! ESPN wants a great college football season. ESPN, for that matter, is probably going to be in bed with four of the five conferences if the Pac-12 can get anything done. Is the SEC the lead dog? Yes, but there's a whole kennel there at ESPN, and everyone needs to be successful. And I guarantee you ESPN love that TCU got there because they're going to promote the hell out of TCU next year. ESPN put out a, a top 25 way too early, which I hate. But they put one out, and guess who was there? One man's opinion, Texas Tech. At 23. That mindset that the SEC is better than everyone is self-perpetuating. And we all are to blame. Talking heads mostly on national radio are to blame because they feed it down the line, but we buy it. We as consumers believe it, so it's true. Well, stop believing it. It's easy. It's easy. Georgia was the best team in the world this year. The SEC was not the best team. Georgia was. Georgia beat Alabama. They didn't beat them as bad. Okay, TCU plays them five more times. You think they get beat by 60 every time? The SEC mentality is a complete con job. Imagine if one school in that league sold their school as opposed to the league. The acceptance that it is better to be in that league than win at your campus is laughable. That on the text line. This on the text line, I will donate $5 for Texas and Oklahoma to leave tomorrow. Let's get the GoFundMe going. Uh, Doughboy checking in. Uh, not hoping this happens, but what's the over-under on the number of games before Bowman gets hurt and is out the rest of the games at OSU? Because he's fragile. Uh, I don't know. Maybe he's fixed that over his two years at Michigan. I'm not even going to discuss that. Uh, the season is over. This is the uh, another text. Oh, he just sent that one in because I didn't read it soon enough. I read it. Be patient. Uh, this off the text line, I understand your rationale on coaches leaving, but I do disagree. 
How do you become great if your best coaches, players keep getting poached by blue bloods? And the blue bloods I appreciate is in quotes. Deep breath here. How many times does Alabama have to replace assistant coaches? Every year. I Again, this is the world of big college football. Alabama has had 17 different coordinators, and that's probably a low number under Nick Saban. How do you become a great program? You keep a great head coach. You build a program. You're not building teams. You're building a program. How do you become great? You keep Joey McGuire. You keep the infrastructure. You keep the Matador Club. You keep the Red Raider Club. You keep developing facilities. You keep pouring into the program. You keep upping your staff budget. You keep upping your recruiting budget. You recruit good talent for 10 straight classes. Not one. Not one of five. Not one of 10. Every class. You go recruit a bunch of offensive and defensive linemen. You build a program. If you're a great program, you're going to get assistants poached every year. If nobody wants your assistant coaches, why do you? If nobody wants to hire away your assistant coaches, why do you want them? Seriously, if you run a business, if you run a business and you're sitting there and you've had all your employees for 20 years and nobody's trying to come and hire them, do you have good employees? Or do you want employees where headhunters are sniffing around and you're having to try and keep them there because they're great? I want that. I want headhunters sniffing around my employees. I want... Alabama and Oklahoma and Florida State coming and saying, hey, we're down this year. How can we get better? Oh, let's go hire a coach from Texas Tech. Let's go hire TCU's offensive coordinator. Let's go hire South Dakota State's head coach and promote him. Hey, there's a young guy over at Minnesota. Let's hire him. Let's go hire Matt Campbell's offensive coordinator. Let's go hire Dave Aranda's defensive coordinator. Let's go hire Dave Aranda's tight ends coach. Let's promote him to offensive coordinator our place because he's been so good there. Nick Saban is not great at Alabama because he's had the same staff for 10 years. Nick Saban's great at Alabama because Nick Saban has been there. Emmett Jones, this is off the text line. I want to... All right, we're going to do it. Here it is. Emmett Jones is the best recruiter we had. Why can't we stop worrying about NIL and pay our coaches? Kirby Smart doesn't care about NIL. Just ask him. He invests in his coaches. 
Kirby Smarts, defensive coordinator from the national championship game, did he stay or did he go to Oregon for a head coaching job? Did Kirby Smart have the same staff for two years? No. He had a bunch of new staff members this year. But miraculously, Georgia was still good. And if you think Emmett Jones is the best recruiter we had on this staff this year, I've got some oceanfront property to sell you. Do you know the best recruiter on this staff is? It's Joey McGuire. It's James Blanchard. It's Brian Nant. It's the scouting department. Emmett Jones is a really good recruiter. He has a deep uh, West Texas aspect. He was the best recruiter on the Cliff Kingsbury staff. He was just another recruiter at Texas Tech. Would you have loved to keep Emmett Jones? Yes. Texas Tech paid Emmett Jones $100,000 more than they paid David Yost. You're growing. You're building. It is not a negative in the, in the net, in the net gain, it is better for teams to come and try to poach your guys. And I'm sorry I'm the first one telling you guys this, but it's true. If you have the same staff for five years, it is a miracle. And either they're not very good because they can't get another job or you fired them. All these young staff members. Maybe you can keep one of these coordinators for a long time, but if Tim DeRuiter stays here a long time, it's because he's kind of ending his career here and he wants to be here for a while. But if Zach Kitley is the offensive coordinator at Texas Tech in five years, either he didn't want to leave or he's not very good. That's just the lay of the land. And again, you can say I'm sipping Kool-Aid or whatever else, but welcome to big-time college football. Assistance will leave. We'll be back after this. It's the Rob Rose Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. On Talk 103.9 and 13.40. Welcome back. It's the Rob Bro Show, Talk 103.9 News, Money, Sports. Right back to the text line. It's shocking to see the talent gap coaching and fan support gap between the SEC and the Big 12. The Big 12 trotted out the Big 12 runner-up, and they look like a 7th grade B team against the Dogs. Georgia would beat TCU 60 times, uh, by 60, 10 times out of 10. It really does mean more in the SEC. This this texture is... uh, I'm fairly certain SEC guy. I, I talk to him all the time. I, I think he's just an SEC fan. Uh, but if you want to keep texting into this show, I will combat you and argue with you every single time. Georgia only beat Kent State by 17. Does that mean Kent State is better than TCU? TCU beat Oklahoma by 50. Does that mean that if Oklahoma and TCU played 10 times this year, they would beat them by 50 every single time? 
Do I think Georgia would win 10 times out of 10? Yes. Georgia won 15 games this year and were 15 and 0. At Georgia, it just means more. But for you to lump in Georgia, Alabama, and LSU with Missouri, Vanderbilt, and Kentucky is laughable to me. And stupid. Well, A&M's a better program because they're in the SEC. Why? They had the highest rated recruiting class of all time this year. And Texas Tech won more, or as many, quote-unquote, SEC games as Texas A&M did. They beat Texas, they beat Oklahoma, they beat Ole Miss. Kansas State played Missouri and donkey stomped them early in the year. And if you want to just chant SEC, 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 by all means, but you should just chant Georgia, Alabama. Georgia, Alabama, because they're the only two teams that have done anything. And LSU in the last five years out of the SEC. Who else? Why does it mean more to go 8-4 and four in the SEC than it does to go 12-0 and 0 in the Big 12? Or 9-3? and three? It doesn't. You only play eight conference games as opposed to... Nine. You get a patty cake late in the season. And only Alabama and Georgia dominate in recruiting and make it matter. Texas has had top five recruiting classes, top ten recruiting classes every year in the last decade. They might have had like a 15th ranked class once. Have they proven that their talent discrepancy means anything? A serious question. Or do they still go five and seven, eight and four every other year and win 10 games once and beat Georgia in a sugar bowl or whatever it was? Georgia was the best team in football. A few years ago, Clemson was the best team in football and would have beaten anybody on any field all year long. They were 15-0. Georgia was 15-0. Do you know how bad 2019 LSU would have beaten this Georgia team? That LSU team would have beaten this Georgia team by 17. That LSU team could have beaten TCU by 100. That was the best team of all time, maybe. Georgia was going to go 15-0 and against anybody on the schedule. Georgia in the SEC, 15-0. and Georgia in the Big 12, 15-0. and Georgia in the Big 10, 15-0. and Georgia in the NFC South. I don't know. Do they win five? They might. <laughs> I mean, that Georgia team's really good. I I legitimately think 
that Georgia team gets beat by any NFL team, I I legitimately think that 2019 LSU team, as constructed, could have won an NFL game. Joe Joe Burrow, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, Clyde Edward Delaire, Patrick Queen, Greedy Williams. Like that is an NFL roster that all contributed early in their careers. That offensive line, that defensive line. And yes, the SEC will always have one of those teams. But Clemson and Florida State, they have opportunities in the ACC to punch up. TCU just punched up. Ohio State and Michigan are right there, but they haven't done it in many years either. What, Ohio State won the first national championship game like 10 years ago? And we're still just putting them in? Notre Dame has played for three or four national championships this decade, in the last decade, but they're not really close either. So let's just shut it down and just play SEC games? Right now, LSU, Georgia, and Alabama are the best programs in college football. Like NFL teams came and hired Joe Brady away. The Carolina Panthers. He stunk there. By the way, where is he now? So if you want to sit here and just keep pumping the SEC, feel free. I disagree. Uh, I'm going to miss Coach Jones. Great coach, even greater man. However, you're right, Rob. Sucks that he's leaving after such a short stint with Joey. Uh, but trust the process. He's going to get another dog in there. We won't miss a beat. Expect a lot of growth from 22 to 23. Yes. And Xavier White's tweeting decision with a blank face. Dram Bradley's tweeting a melty face. If you lose some of these wide receivers, Sorry. It is a tough business. And I I get heat a little bit because I'm supposed to be a fan on here, and I guess I am, but this is a business, and I'm much more interested in building a program than building a good team for next year. You've not had a good program in more than a decade. It's going to take time, and it's going to be a process, and you have to do it right and you're doing it right and people are coming and poaching your guys and you're gonna have to have the next man up and move on but if you think this is some crack in the dam because Emmett Jones leaves and now you can't recruit what you can't recruit Texas anymore the king of the high school coaches association is Joey McGuire he's still here One last text as we had to break. I think the problem is you recruit to the faults in your own conference, which isn't the faults in other conferences. Yes, football is football, but it's hard to compete from it's hard to compare teams from different conferences. Some teams are just a bad matchup for other teams. Yeah, and I think the Big Twelve is taking big strides to be more like the SEC in a, a power sense. 
And I think the SEC took great strides to catch up to the Big 12 when they were all offense. I mean, that was the most athletic offense at Georgia in a long time. They were airing it out. Alabama has aired it out for the last five seasons. We'll be back. It's the Rob Bro Show Talk 103.9 News. Money Sports. Show Talk 103.9 News Money Sports. I wish we had four hours today. We don't. We've got one more segment. Uh, this text off the text line, Rob, what do you think happened last night? Because it wasn't even a competition. And then they gave me a multiple choice. All right. Was it A, Georgia was too big, too fast? Was it B, TCU not prepared? Was it C, Georgia's game plan was flawless? Or was it D, other? Uh, it was E, all of it. When you get smacked, hammered, or as the fine newsman in the last break said, pounded, it's everything. Munkin dominated the TCU defensive staff. The chief, uh, Kirby Smart dominated Garrett Riley. Sonny Dykes got outcoached from the opening whistle to the final whistle. From before the game, Georgia was more aggressive. TCU was shell-shocked. Shell-shocked. The Fiesta Bowl was the very first game of the bowl variety for 90-95% of that TCU roster. Uh, was their last bowl, what was it? The Cheese It Bowl or whatever was 17 interceptions? In my mind, TCU ate the cheese a little bit after their Fiesta Bowl win, and they, they did it. They reached the summit and were not prepared to reach it again after one week. Georgia went to the playoff several times before they finally won. Now they won twice in a row. They were there. They'd been there before. They knew how to handle it. TCU in Los Angeles. Bright lights. Not used to it. There's a popular coach on Twitter who watches film. He would have a few phrases, and I'm sure the TCU one is going to be great. Back to the text line. This text says, I love Joey, but there's no way he can get a player like Bear Alexander from Denton to come to Tech. Players like him play in the SEC. Dude, same SEC guy here. Fine. Tuck your tail between your legs and don't recruit anymore. 
Fine. Don't try to be better. Fine. Go hire another group of five staff and have them come here with three recruiters and just go fight against programs like Tulsa. Fine. Go hire a former quarterback and don't give him a recruiting budget and pay the defensive coordinator $275,000. Fine. Go back to that. Quit trying to be better. Just be the little old Big 12 and don't try to get any better. Was the SEC always the SEC? Have they? Is, it, is college football not cyclical? Do you not want to be in a great position when things change, when Nick Saban leaves? Alabama stunk before Nick Saban got there. I, that is the dumbest text and the weakest-minded text I've ever read. One player doesn't want to come to Tech. He wants to go to the SEC. Okay. Do you know how many high school football players there are in Texas? Surely you can fill out a roster of them. And if you want to believe the favorites always win, go and live your life that way. I'm going to punch up. Hell of a text to end the show on. We'll be back tomorrow on the Raiderland. It's the Rob Rose Show. I'll probably keep writing and tweeting about this. You can follow me there. KKM.com at Rob Rose Show at Talk 103.9 on Twitter. We'll see you tomorrow at 11 a.m. on the Raiderland. I've been Rob Robbie Rob Rose. We'll see you then. The views and opinions expressed by the participants on this Talk 1340 program are not necessarily the views of Talk 1340, its advertisers, staff, management, or Town Square Media.